0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You are listening to the Truth to Power Show, and my name is Beverly D., and my co-host tonight is Eric L., and it is a pleasure and an honor to have with us tonight Lee Oscar from one of the famous bands in the 70s. He is with the Low Riders Band. He's one of the Low Riders Band members. You can hear that great music uh, that they created back in the day, and uh, it is really, really a pleasure. Hold on. Let me hold up. Uh, let me see eric are you there
2: yes i am beverly i'm how you doing
1: great 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 thank you for joining for co-hosting with
2: me tonight oh man my pleasure you already
3: know (laughs) yeah well let me see
1: (laughs) if we can bring our guest up here let me see if i see him uh let's
3: see
4: can you hear me me,
1: oscar yes i can yes beverly
4: (laughs) Beverly, are you, Thank you? Are you hearing me?
1: Yes, I'm hearing you. You're loud and clear. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us. Hey, I was us.
4: excited. I ne- I had I heard <laughs> I heard Low Rider and I heard World Together a whole different way than I ever heard it before. I don't know why, but <laughs> but it must be the way it transmitted to your show or station. It just felt different and better. It sounds <laughs> sounds good, does
1: not it? You know. I mean you that can that's, tell that's
4: the honest truth. I'm not. It's not. It's for real. It's, so something about just seeing it at that moment, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, you can tell great music because it, it touches you. You know, it, it's just you can hear music and then you can hear mu other music and it's just you feel it in your solarplex, your soul. It just and that's the kind of music that y'all produce. Uh, you and you still can feel it today. And it, it, it just touches you and everybody can't do that.
4: So that's great. Well, That uh, in my in my honest opinion, it ain't music if it if it doesn't have the feeling. Now everybody has a different, you know. It's uh, what's the word you use in English? Uh, You know, it's everybody. It's like painting. Somebody, I I love my paintings. I think people are gonna love them. And some people don't care. Some people love them. It's all uh, perception. But regardless of the perception, if it's for real, I think people can feel it. Uh, yeah. It may not be that competitive but they can feel it. I mean there's something about yes. being in a moment and playing that there's an honest thing and that honest thing if your heart is a, not thinking, not thinking. A lot of people play from mm-hmm. thinking. That doesn't mm-hmm. come across. But if it's but if the energy comes from actually in a moment, really, really feeling it. Not thinking yes. but feeling it. I'm sure it translates,
1: yeah. it will always translate, yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah,
1: yes. And we're picking it up too. And as I say, it's an honor to have you with us tonight. Can you kind of tell us how did the band get together? Where, when did you start?
4: Well, um, some of the guys were uh, playing as bands long before I even came uh, came around um, as kids, you know. They would uh, mm-hmm. play in the bands and uh, down in Compton, Long Beach, those areas. And uh, when Eric Burden, who was the lead singer for the band Animals, and myself, we went to check out this band that was called The Night Shift at that time in in North Hollywood at the Ragdoll, to um, see if Eric wanted to, he was looking for a band, mm-hmm. and I was going to be part of it. And when we went down there, that's when we heard the band, uh, I was just excited to be part of it. I, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to be picky, and uh, amazing enough, when the opportunity came, it was beyond belief, you know, Um, but I was, I I got up on stage and played uh, with the band, and then the next day, we sat around a swimming pool in Hollywood, and decided to name it Warren, that's, uh, so the band, that was the night shift, the gig that night, when I met them, they were backing up a football player named Deacon Jones for his singing debut, and then when he finished his, his set, uh, that's when I jumped on stage, but that's just history, you know, you can knock on doors, and you can, I came to America to make my dream come true, and it didn't look too good for a long time because uh, Mm -hmm. no guarantees, you know, so it was just, when it was for real, it was for real, and I was just very fortunate to be part of that, yeah. Wow. Where
1: are you from?
4: Uh, Richard, Copenhagen, Denmark.
1: Okay, 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 I could hear your accent, yes,
4: yes.
1: And so um, now the band is called Lowriders, is that correct?
4: That's, uh, the, uh, yes, uh, some of us, um, well, two of, two of us have passed away. You know, as I said, us, mm. because I always tell them, well, everybody's us in the band. Yes. Uh, tr- Charles Miller, saxophone player, who was, like, my big brother, and he, he and I was the horn section, harmonic and saxophone. Uh, he, okay. he passed, and Papa D. Allen, the percussion player, passed, and it's been a long okay. time, and, uh. One one member, of the keyboard player Lonnie Jordan, he's uh, he's uh, playing under the name War. Uh, the ex-manager actually owns the name War. He he uh, personally, I feel he stole it. Uh, lit- okay. Legally wise, he got the rights to it. So, but that's okay. it. And then me and my colleagues have a restraining order that we can't. I can't say War or formerly of War. Okay. Uh, when okay. I, when it comes to doing gigs, you can't even say okay. War because backwards, it says war, you know, so. Wow.
1: Now, do you yeah, still have uh, Howard Scott and, and Harold yeah, Brown Howard. and
4: Beat? Okay. Yeah, Howard Scott, guitar, Hale Brown and drums, and B.B. Digginson okay. uh, is, is, uh, is, and myself. So four out okay. of five live members is on the Rider Band. Wow, wow. And I know
1: that, you know, with the virus and things that's going on here, you haven't been able to uh, publicly perform, but are you guys still performing?
4: No, I mean, we uh, we all staying safe and left up and all that. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh,
1: yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, I there's people I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I know not now because of the virus, but before the virus, were you still? Oh
4: yeah, we were. Yes, we were. We were playing. Now because we can't say the name, that three-letter word, war. Right. um, Right. They can't promote and market that. You know, we don't get as many gigs. Uh, Promoters know know who who's the real, but they They don't really care about that. They really don't care about the music. They care about, you know, ticket sales and numbers and. Mm-hmm. so if the- if, if the band that's under the name war, who I consider a, a phony band, but it's it's mm-hmm. this is all my opinion, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think they're true to their own eyes; they're just mimicking and trying to be uh, a job but anyhow right. we uh we don't get too many gigs because of that, so I call ourselves oh. a rare commodity, and that's what we are low is a rare commodity when we okay. when we get up and play and we haven't seen each other in uh, a long time, because we live in parts of the United States. Don't rehearse. We get up there, and, man, it is, every time it we play, clicks. it's better than the last time. It's a jam yeah. band. We just, we do what we do, and it's in the moment. Yeah.
1: I saw one of y'all videos, and you could feel it. You could see it. You know, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Right. Just Thank like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Eric, do you Thank have anything you. that you want to say to uh, Lee?
2: Uh, Say that you know, again? I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just on the trip with y'all. Go ahead. It's a, it's a good flow. Y'all go right ahead, Beverly.
1: Okay. So can you tell us, uh, Lee Oscar, uh, some of the, some of the people that you perform with? What about, what um, uh, this? I know you perform with great people. Who are some of the people you perform with?
4: Oh, uh, anybody I can. <laughs> well, what about, uh, what about, um, you know, um. I'd tell I'd somebody that actually invited me to um perform in his workshops. He was he had some of the workshops that people came from all over the world to see Billy Copham. And uh okay. I've always admired his playing. He's he's a brilliant player. And I was okay. you know, I was a little intimidated when he asked me to come and join um his do do a workshop teach at his thing. Um mm-hmm. but once I was there and I did it, man, he's a sweetheart, he's a great guy, he he um you know he 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 does music you know from the right point of view man He's 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 a great 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 drummer brilliant drummer and technically amazing but but he when he plays music it's all about the feeling and so you know that made made it good for me because mm-hmm. that's really what I what I do best you know uh yeah it's uh, playing playing when it's about the feeling not about reading charts and all that stuff you know Right, right. Well, I'm going
1: to put on some more of your good feeling music here, so we're going to listen.
5: Well, well, well,
6: well, 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 well.
1: Roll jumping up and down and howling and screaming. That's what oh, I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Music, yes, business I'm not so yeah. sure about that I recommend. <laughs> okay. I mean may, may the music always be 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 real and from the soul from the heart, but to make a living doing your arts, you gotta be a really, really loyal person. I mean you can love music, but that doesn't mean you're loyal to the arts where it you, you you you're gonna you're gonna be locked up. Uh, if you don't keep your sanity and do music. I mean, in other words, there's yeah. no compromise. Not everybody can make a living doing arts. Um, it's, it's, it's not just your skills. I mean, skills are skills. There are a lot of people got mm-hmm. skills, but they don't have the desire, like what it takes. Uh, mm-hmm. And somebody can have a little bit of skill, and they can eat that out because they got so much desire that there's a chance they can make it, you know. And if you are going to mm-hmm. do it, then uh, my advice is, understand how business works, understand about copyrights, trademark, and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to be brilliant at it, but take responsibility mm-hmm. to understand it because you can't make deals unless you understand yourself because people make deals and they're dishonest because they're making a deal and don't know what the deal is. They just say, hey, I got a deal, you know. So right,
3: right. Think,
4: but keep doing the music. Music is the main thing.
1: Yeah, but you got to know the business part of it.
4: You, got you to gotta understand that. it. Take be responsible. You can't if you agree to something and you don't know what you agree to. That's not being honest. So. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Well, we have
1: uh, some people that want to ask you some questions and talk to you. Uh, but we, and the phone number is three two three six four two one five eight six, and push the number one. Did y'all ever make it into the Hall of Fame?
4: You mean like the Rock and Hall, Hall of Fame? Yes yes, uh well, no, uh, we got nominated uh a few times, but uh the controversial was that um i I heard a rumor that uh they almost the uh, the band that called themselves now that that name mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. got tricked and got in there and they caught it just in time, so just they got. Okay. Yeah, because okay. they they thought they had the real deal and they didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, I you know. Open this line. Let's see. Three three six three five zero. Uh,
0: Sister Beth, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I am. So, uh, Sister Beth,
1: I you up there? No. Like, I, are you in line with me uh, in that front row, jumping and hollering and screaming?
0: Girl, do you you, you <laughs> even have a freaking clue? I had a I had a a a jacked up car. I drag raced a duster. I bought it. I paid for that bad boy cash. I ran every base between three husbands, one in the Marines one in the Air Force, one in the Army. I'm not BSing you by the freeway, okay? I was was stationed in San Diego, El Toro Base, uh, base, uh, uh, North Island, uh, every base you could name in San Diego, from San Diego to Phoenix to Fort Huachuca to you name it. I was there. My brother has a van, had a band back then too, and that low rider. Oh my God! When I pulled up, when I pulled up beside somebody, and I gave him that look, and I blasted low rider. It was oh, it was oh, Jack. And I'm like, oh my God, no, she didn't. No, she did not go there. And 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 I just cried. I just cried when you played that. Because Aww. I can't believe this, and you know you just have no idea, I don't want to get raw with you, but yeah, your song, sir, especially in San Diego, I drag in Phoenix and- oh my God, my mother had to come and get had to come to jail wow. to, to 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 talk to somebody because I was drag racing, and they let me go. I'm serious. Your song wow. blasted the hell out of everybody because I was turned in there, boy, and I was <laughs> like, Oh, you're talking to Mama Bonfire, AZ, and I'm right now in Fort Wachuca, the last home of the Buffalo Soldier. My real name is Robert Lee Paris, and oh my God, it just, sister, Dad. This is better than yeah. having 50 million orgasms. No not <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I
3: have to say that. Okay. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, okay. Uh, sister okay. Daly, I swear to God. I, oh, my God. I got to find those she was, pictures. With,
1: she was up there with me yelling. I told y'all. Go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I got to. I gotta find that picture of that duster and send it to you. I painted a crab on it. I had the when I was living in San Diego. I found this Mexican across the border who painted a crab because I'm a cancer. Oh my God! I, I'll be quiet. This is just too much. Okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you. See, see, that's what I'm talking about
1: when I say that music touched the soul. You know, it just touched her. That's what I'm talking about.
4: Yeah. Wow, that's
1: power. That's power.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. Let, let Let me open up, Uh, let's see, 815-342. 815-342. Do you have your mute on? Okay, I'll come back. Seven one nine four three nine.
7: Seven one nine four three nine. Hey, Auntie Beth.
1: Yes, how you doing?
7: Hey, what's up? Who you got on the show
1: tonight? I have Lee Oscar from uh he is with the low riders. All that music I'm playing, this is this is who was to help part of the band.
7: Is he part of the group war? Yeah. I was. Yes I was. Well, let me let me just say high honors. Um I myself um, spent a short career in professional recordings myself. So, you know, I can tell you your music definitely moves portions of my life. <laughs> uh uh Why Can't We Be Friends? Isn't that one of y'all songs? Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's what I thought. I was like, man, this is a, a legendary person here on this Yeah, stage. <laughs> It's not, it's not yeah. like that. So it was I was but I was like, wait, 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 this is um uh why can't we be friends? And low Ride is a little bit okay. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all, you
4: being black. Um what's yeah. your name, sir? <laughs> ask? My name is Lee Oscar.
1: Leo, see the
7: one with the harmonica with the I know exactly who he is because I got some of the okay. material. I just didn't know who he was in the sense of what I was looking at. Um, uh, uh salute to you, sir. I appreciate everything yeah. you've done, and definitely, um, where I'm calling from, which is the West Coast. You, you know, those are our uh, theme songs. The way we ride on the West Coast. That's, that's, right. Uh, yeah, that's, right, we, that's right. Yeah, these are songs we. Yeah, yeah, we that's take long trips. Just to hear the song. You know, we we want it extended to ten minutes, not a little three, four, five minute commercial song, you know, that gets yeah, played man. on the radios.
4: Yeah. Sometimes um, we we be jamming one song for the whole concert. We don't know no better. <laughs> 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 something earlier,
7: and Auntie Deb, I, I have experienced
4: the ladies throwing Tanny
7: on the stage and Things like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I want <did> it. It. <laughs> You ain't got to have much if you got good rhythm and soul and yeah. you can let the ladies hear that. So I, yeah. I, agree. I, I can testify myself that that music will bring things out of people. Um, yes. Uh, sir, you said something that I definitely have to get your attention on is that I appreciate you saying that there's a difference between music and music business. Um, many people, as you probably definitely can educate us on, is that most people don't read them contracts to understand the concept of publishing first and foremost, and to understand that somebody is investing in you. Um, they're not your friend; they're not you know family and any of that. They're saying we're taking a chance on your creativity, your
2: talent. Um, much of
7: what uh, has broke most. Artists today is that they fail to negotiate those terms, publishing, uh, mechanical rights, points, because many artists produce their, their material more often than they realize. Um, I mean, a plethora of things, you got to share your royalties with uh, uh, in-house musicians if you don't work out a, a uh, uh, you know, some type of, you know, release forms that gives you permission to that type of stuff. So you, all mean work for, calls, work for, you mean works for hire? Yeah. Yes, sir. Work for hire contracts. You know, you're bringing in musicians that play instruments and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, many of true. us are not aware of that stuff. That's why I'm glad you're on the show. No, right? a lot
4: of people are not aware of it. And, uh, just, you know, and they, a lot of people are just, you know, it, I mean, they have a passion to be heard and want to do music. So they, that that's what starts and, and ends and, and then when you talk about business, oh, we'll take care of that later, you know. And people have even musicians when they play together have different expectations. And so, like it works for hire, you gotta have everything up front and know what you're doing, so people don't get a, get a wild card of being excited about the wrong things. But, but there's a bottom line. I, I, in my opinion, is no matter even if you do everything right, so to speak, the the truth is that you only earn if you, if if the other side is honest and you know you earned it, so the only the truth is you only earn what you know how to claim. If you don't know how to claim it, then you didn't earn it. Thank you.
3: Thank
7: mm-hmm. you for saying that. Because many people, I mean, that, that, that law, what you just said, or that rule of thumb stretches out beyond just music industry. It's not even a music industry thing. It's a business exactly. thing. Exactly. It's it, just any industry, any business. Yeah, if you don't know what to claim, you cannot be saying people have ripped right. you off. And all that type of stuff. That's what I learned when I got into the business. Uh, I yeah. began to produce professional recordings myself, and we mm-hmm. quickly learned that friendships and contracts don't have no room for each other. We yeah. have to learn to identify that real quick. You know, your time is very I mean, very precious and it's valuable. And you know, you just like me, you're, you're for hire. <laughs> you know, you don't need to be. Sitting around worried about people's concepts more than what is the task that I'm supposed to do here. Yeah, way- but,
4: but, but 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 forgive me for saying you know, uh, music is music um, in term when you work with business. I just want to cl- clarify: it's a whole different animal than legality, and uh, you know, legality and business is totally different animals. And uh, and if you are in the business, and, and it becomes about legalities, you're already out of the business. Uh, then it's a, you're, you are challenging, and you're, nego- you're not negotiating. You're challenging, and, and you're arguing about what rights, and that's after the fact. Uh, so integrity, no matter what, it's not as music, anything. Integrity uh, is so important in understanding your responsibilities and the other person's responsibilities, and that, um, you know, you, you, you can trust each other, uh, knowing how to keep each other honest. You can trust each other in how business works. Like when I make a deal with somebody, I don't just look out and have the agreement reflecting our deal that's good for me. I don't even want to get into a deal with somebody until till the deal is finalized by me honest, knowing that they understand their side. Because at the end of the day, it's not about who has legal rights. That's not – then we have, we've already killed the business. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about uh, knowing that uh, we both uh, have totally uh, standing about our responsibilities, and, and we can, you know, we can learn from each other. We can ask questions, but we are not. But, you know, a healthy business is, um, is that honest relationship and knowing how to claim things and know how to do business together, not not, not saying i got a legal contract here, so that's what's, that is not going to be the, the strength. That that's just a proof that you have been that you have terms that nobody's living up to, and you got to make a left turn, or right turn. Either, either I sue or I negotiate my business to to get an understanding again. They both don't work together. Well, what you just said, sir. Here's
7: what I've come to learn about all this stuff. What you just described is the Fourth Amendment interest to protection. It's some things that I realized that when even myself when I was out there producing music and paying for this stuff, I, I own all the
4: master right, every yeah. recording.
7: Yeah, I, I don't have to ask nobody permission to do anything. I paid you to come work for me. That's, right. that's the first thing I started understanding about all that. If I pay you, yep. you've already given me uh, – uh, I think they call it adhesion contracts where – if you accept
4: my money in return for services immediately you've already uh not accepted the not a hundred percent because they can say i ha you know i I deserve more in that than that anything no, so it' to be more specific so you can have an, a very boilerplate agreement after the session that you've made them understand that after the session I'm having you sign this, and for that you I'm, it says how much money you're getting and you're signing that everything you did is uh is works for hire and you know, completes it. But if you don't have it, if you just pay, then uh, the argument, there's an argument there. If they want to, it becomes a huge shit, and they say, "Yeah, I got two hundred bucks for the session, but I I didn't agree for it to be released just for that." Well, here's what you're saying, and I
7: agree with you because I had to find this out as a a record company owner myself. Is that it's not saying so much that I can walk away by saying, "Well, I paid him for his time." It's saying, "Well, you didn't tell this guy that you was going to market this." And publishing See this is where publishing becomes an issue Where people yeah. don't understand What publishing is all about um, yeah,
4: yeah,
7: yeah Okay uh, so what I'm saying is Basically just pointing out some of the things That I think you're going to help us Understand in this audience Even what Auntie Bev The show that you own Would you agree with me that this is
4: intellectual property She's doing That's That Beverly's doing
8: Uh huh
4: yeah i uh, I think it's a twofold. Uh, I don't know her I can't speak for beverly what what conditions and arrangements she has made with the, with her platform. That's number one. And number two, uh, if, she, if, she, if she has a right with, her platform, with Beverly's platform to exploit it, she still have to get releases from everybody, not just not just being a guest on the show. So there's a lot of technical stuff, not that everybody flexes the muscles, but just to be safe. Uh, it's always good to uh you know uh, have, have all those, have everything lined up so <laughs> yeah. nobody can yeah. nobody can ruin the party you
7: know <laughs> right and if she if she or let's say me if we function within the guidelines of what they say and i got one other question for you after this if if we function within the guidelines of all intellectual property laws or copyright laws therefore we can do our business right as long so here's what i'm saying if the standard rate for a, a new artist is seven percent royalty rate, as long as I pay, pay you within that 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 scope, I'm doing what the, the what it says I'm supposed to do. Is that is that correct?
4: Not necessarily. It, it is if it is if it's if you're simplifying it, but there are terms, not just the percentage. There are terms. And then there's also clearance. I mean, you might make a deal with somebody where you paying so much, and they agree, and then you find out a third party actually owned the rights to it, and you didn't know. So there's a lot well, of well, things I'm, that have to
7: clarified. Well, I'm speaking specifically on royalties, which means somebody is selling hard, 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 hard pieces of of your material or distributing right. it by digital means. So yes, we're, yeah, we're talking. Uh, 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 distribution. That's really what I'm talking about. In okay. that case, there, the the, the standard royalty it, it once used to be seven percent. So as long as I pay you within that 7, that seven percent or better, I'm, I'm fulfilling the requirements of the, the the industry standards. Is that that's why I'm trying to ask ask the
4: question. I I don't I wouldn't trust I wouldn't I wouldn't lean on that as being a safe a safe place to rely on. There's a lot of okay. details that would have to be <laughs> okay. There's a lot of these have to be in place Because uh, There's so many things I can list them And uh, if that's something You know you would want me to do I can tell you my opinion about
9: all that um,
3: Well when you do
7: that Here's my lead, my last question sir And I'm going to shut up What do you think about the Modern Music Act today And um, I'm going to go ahead and mute my mic
4: Thank you Allie. Thank you Um if the question is what do I think about the music today? Um, it's just as good as it was any other time. There's, I mean, there's always going to be brilliant, uh, you know, artists uh, among mediocrity. It exists every always. It's no different whether you're a dentist or a musician. I, I believe 1% of humanity is excellent in what they do. Out of every hundred uh, guitar players, uh, out of every hundred Beverly those shows, one is excellent. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. it's it's if I go to a dentist, all hundred all hundred dentists allowed to practice, but that one percent, that one -hmm. out of every hundred is excellent. So I, (laughs) you know, I look at um, the music people do today is just different. They use different equipment and and it doesn't matter if they're using a computer or they're sampling and all that um, it's It's just another approach, just like a collage it's you know I, I myself I want to be open-minded and if, and not not spend time on th- valuing how the process of how somebody gets there. I want to only value what it feels at the end result and if the end result it feels like it's it's got a groove it's got a pocket it's happening hey, you know. It's not my cameras, it's their cameras, and uh, we all have, we all paint different ways, so, uh, you know, and as far as the music industry, it's a whole different game than it used to be, yeah. Are you familiar with the uh,
1: Modern Music Act?
4: Modern Music
1: Act, I guess, legislation or something, yes. Oh, you mean,
4: uh, is that like just uh, additional laws? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 some of the stuff I, I don't want to pay too much attention to details because okay. the end result is that the, 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 the way people, um, the way you used to get uh, credits for, uh, let's say compositions, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. With, if if you call it a song, technically a song, it's literally a melody with lyrics. If you call mm. something, uh, if you, it's just instrumental, it's not a song. It's a, it's a composition. Uh, mm. Now they call it beat, and now and now they, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, there's only seven notes to be used. You know, we don't use all twelve notes. That's eight-tone music. We so we're very limited, in, uh, and uh, you know, and at some point, little riff here, little riff there can it will certainly remind people of other compositions or whatever, and and sometimes you know those grey areas can not be totally unique uh people will argue based on what was popular not, you know to hear cowbell up front oh that's low rider you know i mean right. that certainly doesn't have to be low rider so the mediocracies has gotten so involved in the music business like every everybody is in wants to be a star everybody wants to be a composer everybody wants this and that and everybody seems to ha- have learned a little bit too much and don't understand enough you know and so they mm. they measure and compare <laughs> even the court system. It's unbelievable, like that lawsuit with Marvin Gaye, um, uh-huh. uh, you know, and so they're, they're changing the rules. you know. I even see at ASCAP, I can't believe it. I can't even recognize something that's in the tune. I'm getting credit for because it was a, because we we were sampled from one artist, and then another artist sampled that artist, and so we are tied into it. We we're getting some royalties. But it's it's really so ASCAP has now given you a trophy like we some big shots, like we had us. and I don't know how I earned this and why, except knowing it's it was a derivative of a derivative of a derivative. And then you got the, the okay. real composers who wrote the lyrics for that last hit. And uh so they're kinda of like milking the mediocracy and letting everybody feel like they're big they're big shots and big writers and composers. You know, so there's a lot of things in legislation that's going to change, you know, and okay. unfortunately it's going to dilute really some beautiful, mm-hmm. wonderful things because it's allowing everybody to feel like they're in business, and that's just like a union, you know. Oh, uh, the okay. societies make more money because everybody is uh, supposedly, uh, 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 you know, a moneymaker in this, but but the truth really is uh, mediocrity will rule and will always rule. Hmm. Okay.
1: Um Eric, did you have something you want to say before I go open up the lines again
2: y- yes before you open up that next line all due respect to the uh-huh. next caller okay. just okay. just a minute I, I wanted to uh i heard uh i heard uh mr Lee oscar back there warming up his uh his monica but um i wanted to uh if he would uh give us some tunes it but a segue from i heard you say something lee and i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat it and you can finish the quote. You said that a bass player plays the bass. A drummer plays the drum. The trumpet player play, plays the trumpet. But a harmonica, that's not thats not the case. Is that right?
4: Uh, you're talking about... Uh, there's two things come to mind when you say that. One is... Uh, as a band, we t- everybody plays their own instrument and we don't tell each other what to play? Or are you talking about smooth jazz? The harmonica is not a smooth yes. jazz instrument. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no. what what I'm referring to is how your breath, uh, the b- harmonica plays whatever your breath is.
4: Well, you um, we certainly have to breathe to live and, and that is definitely the way <laughs> reeds get activated. But I'm not sure how to... I'm not. I'm not clear. I'm not clear about w- what you are referring to. Other than you, you got to breathe to play the harmonica, absolutely. But you got to breathe, yeah, even what, if you're not using breath. If you're using fingers, you got to stay alive.
2: Yeah. No. No. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just heard you on, in an interview. Uh, you you were telling the people that every instrument you have to play it, but the harmonica plays you.
4: Oh. Okay. That context. Well, what I'm what I mean by that is that from the get-go, you know, no matter what instrument, uh, you it's it's a learning curve to be able to play, and with a harmonica, just breathing into the harmonica, it, it's going to sound like you're making music, and and so therefore it's it, I, it's designed for the musically hopeless, and uh, and why I say hopeless is because there's a lot of people who physically can't channel. Physically playing an instrument, and and yet they call it musically hopeless, which I think is ridiculous, because there's a lot of people who can play many instruments who, to me, are musically hopeless, and there's a lot of people who cannot play any instrument who really, really hears profoundly deep music. So I recommend to anybody get a Lee Oscar harmonica or just get a harmonica, but my brand if you like, and uh, and uh, you you breathe on it and it'll play you, but eventually you'll be able to play it. Um, then you'll get a whole new career, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, how do you get one of the, one
4: of your uh, harmonicas? Oh, my! I manufacture uh, my the Leo's harmonicas have been on the market uh, since 1983, at uh, in all the retail stores, um, okay. and of course now stores are closed. So online, you can you can get in any 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 online. um okay, establishment. like
1: Amazon or something like that. Amazon so carries Amazon. they carry toothpaste
4: okay. too. Amazon is like okay. a Walmart online, on but they yeah. carry the Oscar Monaco. Okay. Uh, okay. Sweetwater, uh, Rocket Ron, but I mean, I don't want to name, because then I i may leave people out, or companies out, but uh, guitar said a lot of places, every place mm-hmm. that carry musical instruments pretty much carry my product. Okay, okay.
3: All and right. I make
4: tuning, just so you know, in all keys, mm-hmm. that are cold, uh, that are different scales. So Major diatonic, which is the tuning that you most of the time you hear harmonica, whether it's blues, campfire music, or you know whatever, uh, that's the major diatonic. We make that in, in 18 keys, but then I also make natural minors in 12 keys, and that's great for minor blues, reggae, Latin music. Uh, we make what I call a melody maker, and that plays like reggae, African clave, uh, jazz melodies. I mean, it's uh, in a sentimental mood, or you name it. It's just beautiful got the major seven yep. to the minor second chords. And then we make a harmonic minor in 12 keys, which is internationally uh, known for it. its Greek, uh, Eastern European, Jewish, uh, Japanese. American. I mean, it's it's probably one of the deepest modes is harmonic minor. The only way you can get happy is to speed up the music. I mean, it's really to tear your heart out. Um, wow. So yeah, so we make different tunings uh, for different types of music. As a matter of okay. fact, playing for oh. change, if if I may just sit, mm-hmm. throw this in, yeah, playing for please. change, is, which playing for change is an amazing organization that uses the coin of word playing for change to hopefully the world will change for the better through the arts and through music, and they've done amazing things setting up schools with it, to help uh, um, in areas all over the world, uh, you know, in Africa, South Africa, and in uh, Mali and, uh, and and the uh, Brazil, and you name it, in third world places where people are, are really having a hard time and now they're being educated and learning, putting schools together so they can the kids can learn music and teach and all that. And then you got people from all over the world and these videos and you must have seen some, like the the first one was uh called The Stand By Me. It, it was like ten, eleven or twelve years ago it started. And uh, mm-hmm. and you see people from all over the world with headphones uh, joining in on the same on the same performance. Um, that was recorded initially, and Mark Johnson is the founder, you know, with some other people that are part of it, and so Leo's harmonica is, is a partner with them because, because of all my different tunings, they are very, mm-hmm. um, they're very, uh, fr- they they work well for all these different genres of music. So people can hear or use harmonica everywhere in the world, you know, whatever whatever cup of tea they have, whatever whatever the music is, right. we have the harmonica yeah. that works for it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I heard some of them on one of your videos. I think it was back in April or something that you had did for the uh, okay. playing for hands, and they did have the different sounds to them. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, tools are tools, you know, but the music mm-hmm, is not mm-hmm. the tools. Music is the people. But if you got the yeah. right tools, then people can uh, can uh, get get through the day with. Doing something that really feels good, you know, doing the music. So now, yeah. tell
1: us again the name of the harmonica so we can go look for Same
4: them. as my name, Lee Oscar. Lee Oscar. The, okay,
3: all
4: right. Lee Oscar Mon- That's the brand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That's Excellent. how much I believe in it. I wasn't going to name a company in manufacturing harmonicas that I that had not that I. I mean, I'm I'm married to it. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. No, that's good. That's
1: good. That's good. So the people listening, uh, they can get one now. If we wanted, if somebody wanted to get a autograph one, how? I mean, how do they go about? What's the donation? What's the payment? Or to get an autograph one,
4: or do you well, do those? Uh, we, if you if you sign up in leoscar dot com, and Oscar is really okay. That's your website. Okay. If you go on there, you can sign up and say, "I want to, I'd like to get the newsletters and all that." And what we do is we put you in in a database, and every month there are some winners. And and if and and it's not like it just lasts for that month. It's it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. So you might win mm-hmm. two years later. You might win next week. You know, uh, but everybody okay. everybody that signs up, they chance every month. There's uh, I don't know four or five winners. Um okay. and I signed them on and I signed them. And if an other feature artists we have, if it's one of their fans uh, and we know that, then they get a signed harmonica signed by that artist, you know, so
8: yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. Excellent, excellent.
1: Okay, let me go to 404-453 five hey, three. Four oh four.
8: Hey, Hey, how you doing, sister Babe? Y'all hear me? Great. How you doing. Great.
1: Yes yes, we can hear you. Hey.
8: Hey, but man. Hey, look here, man. That's a damn shame they stole y'all name, man. Cause uh, that's like that good famous Amos. But look at here. I like solutions, man. Did you not own the English letters, man?
10: So you can flip
8: that name around and go R A W. Can't you do
4: that? Go change y'all
8: name to Raw. Can't no,
10: you do
4: that? that was actually that was actually ruled in the federal court. You can't say Raw. Uh, hold up, R A W. Because if you hold up against the mirror, it will say War. <laughs> okay, why don't you go to R,
8: man? Go to A R M, R. Okay, if, you, a you know you can flip that. One, huh?
4: I, I know, I know. There's a lot of things, but anytime you do something when it's a restraining on and on you, if you do something that looks like you're trying to mislead or trying to be sneaky like that, I mean, let's put it this way, it's 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 so bad that uh, it's like even in ways trying to stay squeaky clean with everything. Uh... Somebody else doesn't want e- even want people to know we exist. So they will. I mean, it's, we're always going to be challenged, and not not that I have a problem being challenged, but but uh, that's done and said. You know, I don't I don't mm. want that name. That's done and said. Okay, we, we I hear you, man. Well, I hate. Yeah, I'm gonna put somebody huh? good for the universe,
8: man. They know whoever sold y'all name, they gonna have no blessing, man. They they will well, not have no blessing. I'm putting that well, in the universe. Well.
1: It was one of their members. It
4: it wasn't a stranger. Okay. You know, still one of the members there. But uh, I, I'm yeah, not saying but... but... No, no. Hold on a second, guys. First of all, hmm? Lonnie Jordan, who's the keyboard player, he didn't do anything. He has nothing to do with it. He's a, he just, uh, he's just works for the manager. You know, he he's he has no ownership of the name. So, uh, please don't give him that credit. i um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ex-manager owns the name. Lonnie John has nothing to do with it. He's just uh, yeah, he played he, hey,
8: hey. the, the, the ex-manager. He played that One note of damn music in it.
4: <laughs> no, okay. So he ain't gonna <laughs> have no
8: blessing, man. He ain't going no blessing. I love no, no, I'm not. Hey, I'm not here. gonna
4: debate anything. But what I do want to say right. is that uh, that the law and the legal stuff is a whole other animal. And uh, and you know what? it it it's in some ways it liberates rest of us me and Howard and Helen cuz we can we can create more music i don't want to be i don't want to be in this little institution under that name you know we i, I you, what i get inspired it's by is the stuff i haven't been done yet i i'm so into producing and making music i got so much stuff going on i don't need we did what we did and i appreciate I like you that you and everybody really really uh it, being engaged with with you know in your lives with what we were creating that's that's Beyond, I mean. Yeah, I see I like the way you're
8: going, man. You like you like to stay light, man. Stay light, man. And, and before you go, before I go, to bed, before you hang up, bust mm-hmm. some of that Cisco mm-hmm. kid, all right? Bust that Cisco Uh-oh. kid, man. I love y'all, man. Ali, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, uh, can you put, can
0: can
1: you play some
4: of it on the command on the harmonica? Uh it depends on what you want to play. I mean, I. The
1: Cisco uh, Kid.
4: Can you play some of that? Well, then it's just a horn line. I wouldn't wanna you know uh okay. two, two sister okay. kids for the gentleman. But uh let's do okay. uh Dang, I would have I would have loved to play it on Ghetto or Low Rider. Um let's do uh I don't know, let me think about something you might have if uh if it's if you want me to play on one of those tunes or just or just play something.
1: Okay. Well I, what about I do the Low Rider? I love that. We can do low rider. okay okay you ready okay. i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it on, sure.
6: okay?
1: Ah, uh, right. yes, yeah.
4: Yes, loud and clear.
3: No. that's
4: yes. uh, you turn
3: up louder? There you go.
4: That little speaker, to be with you. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's good. That's
4: good.
1: I love it. Love it. Okay. Um let's, let let me um they really want to talk to you, Lee. Okay, uh three four seven eight oh five, you're live.
10: Good evening, guys. Good evening to the good evening, to Mr. Oscar. Um, good evening. Great. Great. You know, I I I came the generation before your music, so I I was like Who's War? And then they started with Bevers playing it. I'm like, man, I know these songs. Like oh um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, so I had some questions. Um and I love your music for for sure. Um You guys are from the Los Angeles area. Um what was the gang influence on your music? And
4: I got a what was questions. I'm sorry, it was how what the, was the uh, what?
10: what was the gang the gang's influence on your music?
4: The game?
1: Like like the cr- Crips gangs.
10: And, and the games. You
1: talking about like Crips and Bloods. you talking about Absolutely. them. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, oh okay. What G-A- about G-A- what
10: about the gang? gangs? T-A-N-G-S, yeah, games. What were okay. their influence on your music?
4: Uh, you know, I honestly I I don't think um I don't know of them being influenced on my music or our music. The, uh the music i mean the energy oh, the energy the energy uh, around us has always been a a, a big key thing in in uh, us but not in a conscious way it's just just the energy and the vibe i mean we we always wrote songs and we always played stuff that was like not just played in the moment but but the stories were always about stuff that that took place in the communities you know Without being politically correct or politically wrong, we just were in the moment, you know, lived in the community. So um, that's about all I can really speak about that. I, I mean, I don't. I wasn't part of any gang. Uh, I was, uh, but I was living in Southern Cal, and we and we soaked it all in, and we 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 expressed whatever we whatever we he hear is expressing, you know. Hello?
10: Talk Mouth? Talk Mouth? I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking and my phone was muted. Absolutely great, brother. Um, My other question was, um, well, before I go to that one, you just kind of touched on the lack of social, um, the lack of artists today speaking about the social issues. Uh, We're in the middle of a pandemic. We have massive protests about inequality. But when I hear music that's made for today, you don't hear any of this. Um, it's like uh, the the activism within the music is gone. What are your feelings toward that? Uh,
4: I don't know if uh, if I, I first of all I got to tell you I'm in my own little world, man. I, I I'm so occupied with what I do and what I love doing that that unfortunately uh, I I can't speak. About a lot of the stuff that's out there. I mean, I I'm oblivious to a lot of things that are that are very big and popular because I'm so entrenched in my my own work from my music I'm producing up to this moment now. I've formed a record company called Dreams We Share, and I'm I got some artists I'm producing, including my own stuff. So I'm not paying attention to too much out there. And once in a while, I hear something I say, "What's that? You don't know who it is?" And I say, no, it's like so. Um, no, yeah, I'm occupied. You know, I can tell you this, my friend. There are people who have jobs and there are people who have occupations. And I tell people I have an occupation. That means I don't vacate. I can't take vacations. It would kill me to step away from what I love doing. A lot of people have to tolerate a job. No matter how good the skills are, there's still a job. And they have to vacate, meaning they have to leave to to rejuvenate and come back. So It's the same thing in the music business. Uh, I have no idea the trends of what's going on. I'm just so engaged in my own studio, my own work, so I really can't speak specifically about anybody else's stuff. Yes, sir.
10: Thank you very much for answering. The last question I got is, um, I hear your music a lot. You your hip-hop music. Right. um, question do you like hip-hop? And when you hear your music that you made for one intended purpose, to to put out a certain message, and the message has been distorted in a negative way, but it's your music that that message is going over, what is your feelings about that? And that's my last question. Yeah, no, that's a good question.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, The first part to, to, to an answer like that is, there's a thing in the music business in publishing, and that's called derivative. And uh, if you change a word, or anything, you have to have you have to have a permission from the publishing company because it could be it could be a word that's put into a tune that they're going to do that you administrate that that word could be uh, something that is not very good. It could be very negative. So to protect your song and intellectual property. Uh, they have to get permission, a derivative uh, right, to do that. Secondly, a lot of people who, uh, today, with their arts, are amazing. They do what I call a collage. It's you guys know it as sampling. I mean, collage, whether it's in print, painting, clipping out of newspaper, or sampling, uh, you know, stuff from from other recordings, as we've been sampling a lot, is an art form. Um, it doesn't mean everybody does it great in any art form. There's a lot of mediocrity, but some, there are some that do amazing and excellent. And even that, they have to have permission uh, to sample something. So, they, so now everything is legit. Back in the days when, when hip-hop started to sample stuff, you know Those artists that did that, some of them were amazing, and they learned how to do pro tools before any of us and did amazing stuff. They just didn't know about the legalities. And you know what? They had a deal with a record company who the legal department knows all about uh, uh, copyrights and all that. Mm-hmm. But they just turned their other way because, you know, they were making money. And then when it became some lawsuits and all that, and then, the, the you know, a lot of the hip-hop people got got the real message and got it really straightened out. So now they understand how to, how to respect the business and the legalities and everything is cool. Now, as far as the mm-hmm. message, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm honored if they want to use it in something that uh, that they want to use it for, uh, as long as it's legit. I mean, again, everybody paints in a the canvas they way they canvas. It's, you know, I don't tell somebody how to paint. So they don't tell me how to paint. But um, so, you know, I mean, if it's something really interrogative, something really terrible, just like a derivative, you have to have permission. If, it, if something is done, as the gentleman was saying, that would be offensive. I would be a lot upset if they sampled, and they got a right to sample my stuff, and it, it and it was the worst message ever, you know, you know, uh, like springtime for Hitler or something, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In other words,
0: right. uh,
4: so there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, and everybody's trying to paint in their canvas. Look at YouTube. It's amazing how yeah. much stuff's on YouTube, and it's amazing how much of this junk Ama- amazing how much amazing stuff there is, but percentage-wise, compared to the junk, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, some people will put something up just because they can, just because... Look at me now, and uh, one time, somebody... Nice guy, you know, out of South Korea was playing one of my compositions called Before the Rain, and he thought mm-hmm. the right thing to do when, when he played on YouTube, he thought the right thing was to put uh, Before the Rain play, uh, by Lee Oscar. And people... Mm-hmm. And people, other people in says that's Lee Oscar.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so sometimes uh, you know things can kind of go the wrong way on YouTube and all that. But there's, you know, uh, yeah. I, I what can I say other than uh, let, let everybody be creative and let everybody feel good about what they do. You know, as long as it's not okay, offensive or, right. change somebody else up.
1: Now, now you say that you are producing. And so, are, I, if yeah. people want to get, get in contact you, if they're looking to get discovered, how can they do that?
4: I, I really, I'm not prepared for that. I'm uh, uh, not prepared um, for that.
3: Okay.
4: I'm not prepared. Uh, honestly, I have a company I just put together called DreamsWeShare.com. Uh okay. I have two projects of my own that is going to be finished soon, but I even put that aside because. Uh, there's a couple of artists that I just finished producing. Uh, one guy is David Rotundo. He sings, okay. writes great songs, plays harmonica and I'm just getting it mastered now to get released. There's another guy, Moses Cargis uh, out of uh, Europe. Um, he, okay. um, last name he plays hip-hop harmonica, beatbox hip-hop harmonica and, and I love what he does. Uh, okay. And then you got Miyazaki out of Japan, an amazing saxophone player who I just released his album in Japan that I produced, and it's all playing some Lee Oscar compositions. But I'm, you know, I don't think I, I, it would be fair to encourage people to, you Pick know, I, right. yeah, it'd be too much for me to handle. Uh, but if I hear something that's amazing, how can I not help myself? You know, okay, <laughs> to, uh, wanna, <laughs> yeah. But um, okay. anybody right. who wants to ask anything, they can write in to LeeOscar.com. You know, to, uh, our website is Leoscar dot com. Go to the answer desk, and uh, I'll uh, okay. I'll be responding.
1: Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, let's go to seven zero six two zero two. You have a question comment?
7: Yes. <laughs> Good evening, Sister Bev, and I'm Good enjoying evening. the show. And to my brother Lee Oscar, I I, I really applaud you man, because I came up. Well, I was raised up in the 50s. So I, when your music got on in on the end 70s, and war was good, you know, but I had heard some of the great harmonic players, you know, and no no, no downplay in what you were able to create with war because Four corner Room is still my favorite. And oh, City, wow, yeah. City, City, Country, City and Four corner Room is, is, is major. You know, the part I'm Thank saying is that, and and listening to you know you talking about the business, you know the business, and the brothers that are speaking to the business and looking at hip hop, you know, I look at the genre of historically, and and how those people that came before us, mm-hmm. how they paved the way, you know, the Sonny Boy Williams, the the
8: was uh Lil
7: Walter and. Mm-hmm. You know, the Junior Wells and some of the older guys that, that played the blues and played, what they were playing was their life. They were blowing into that harmonica the parts of their miseries and the things in which their joys, their pains. And, right. and looking at how they end from, from learning the harmonica, from listening to those people singing on the chain gangs or those people working in the fields having to sing those slave songs, that energy of breath and that spirit of, of, of what we call gave America its soul music. It's the, The classical music of America is our music. The genre of black suffering and, and, and joy and happiness became America's genre of music.
4: And, and, right. I, and I
7: commend you for, for utilizing and, and, and enhancing that harmonica because those ones that came before you that used that instrument to pave a way for to open up all that we're, we're dealing with now, you know, as far as the music and the industry and, and all the, you know, legalities and all of that, they played from their heart. And a right. lot, that's what I think you were talking about when you were saying out of a hundred, there's one. That one is, is, is playing from his soul. He, he's not worried about all the other royalties and all the other. He wants to get that, that that one voice that's only in him that the creator has given him to give to us. Right, right. right. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm commending and listening to because when the brother was talking about hip hop, hip hop started off great. Because I always say hip-hop was, a, was an acronym. It says highly intelligent people to help other people because that's what the young people were doing and relating their message. And then right. the, the Sonys and all of the other companies got in there and exploited West Coast, East Coast junk, and then it became highly intelligent people harm other people. That's what the, the, the fighting and the gangsterism and all the things that came out but we have to look at the gist of where it's gotten us to today and what you're doing with it. I commend you. And you're saying that you got people overseas and people that you're promoting is that the next level, the next seven generations, how it, you know, it's going to be futuristic Afro-funk
4: harmonics. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Right. I like Okay. I like that. And I. you know, there's another thing I just I'd like to say. You know, a lot of people are um, not in the context as you said uh, just spoke, but in general, a lot of people are so caught up in in the genres and what they call. It. What kind of music do you play? You know, um, it's like when they used to go to when they used to go to um, to the record stores back in the days. You know, like. Um, like Tower, like, you know, Tower Records and all that. It's amazing how many people never saw the War album uh, because they were in these. You know, it's R&B, it's jazz, it's blues, uh, it's classical music, it's opera, and people have already like the judge book by the cover. They already made up their mind based on the name of the genre. And I I think the only reason that it should be John uh, the labeling for genre music is for two reasons either the, for a librarian to know where to put it back on the shelf or for, um, or for marketing purposes. Uh, but bottom line is, it's all music. And, and if somebody says, yeah, I love classical music or I love blues, hey, depends on who you hear. depends on, it's, like the gentleman said, it's, it's that one that expresses with the soul, and it don't matter what you want to call a genre. When it's real, it's real. But there's a lot of classical music uh, same compositions that are played like, doesn't make me feel good at all. And then there's some oh, symphonies that played like, I'll tear your heart out. So it's, it, so, you know, and when I grew up in Denmark with music, it was a radio. And the radio back then didn't have genres of music. It was like, you know, um singer in opera. It was Ray Charles, who is one of my, is my idol, who I, who I became so in love with the way he phrases things. Uh, the Perry Como, there was, uh, you know, um, I don't know. You, you could just go on and on, name a lot of lot of people. And uh, it was just all music. They were on the same show, you know. So um, there's a lot of people intimidated, and it's close to the world to make an industry almost break down because it's silly when there's people all over the world. They all got the blues. They all feel things, you know. And it doesn't matter if a guy's playing a serengi, in Pakistan, East India, or, or somebody's playing, you know, uh, uh, dobro in the south somewhere, it doesn't matter. they all talking and singing and crying about the same stuff. And if the industry had opened up the, the whole world to the audience so audience could be familiar with the reggae, the sitar, whatever genre, whatever instrument, then there would be less things that would feel odd, and everybody would be so open to feel anybody's music no matter what the characteristic of the instrument is, and uh, that would make more resources for the industry to to uh, um, to to mine rather than rather than make it less and less and less. So one day people say, you know, I don't think I like music because they're exposed to such mediocrity. And you know, a show like yours, Beverly*, I imagine, mm-hmm. uh, based on just choosing to play stuff we did and the way you're treating the radio show you're probably introducing people to a lot of lot of wonderful things uh, that might uh, be familiar to a lot of people, but it's like it's not trying to be the trend. It's trying to right. And the world has music. No matter where you are in the world, where there's been people uh, and where they are, the music is always going to be emotional. Some are going to do amazing, yeah. and a lot of stuff is not going to be so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you, Kwame. Uh, let's go to seven seven three eight nine
5: five seven seven three eight nine five. Hey, Sister Bear peace to you and your guests tonight, Mister Oscar. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing good. Great. I'm doing good. I'm gonna make this real quick. Love all your albums. I'm a '70s baby. Uh, War, Earth, Wind and Fire, and Ice Isaac Brothers. That's all was pretty much played in my house. But I got one question for you. Uh-huh. I I have most of your albums. But that platinum jazz album and that platinum jazz song, for some reason, every time I play it, I play it at least about five or six times during the day, especially in my car. What was the concept of putting that song together? Even though it was an itch, it, instrumental, but that 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 one song, like I said, out of all the songs you got your group put out, that is my favorite. So, what was the concept of putting that putting that song together?
4: Uh, well, the 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 real truth. Is that it was one of those melodies uh, that you know, like we all came up with different things. So like a lot of the times, I was like uh, more the melody maker, and I came up with this tune that we jammed, and I had some ideas for it but as a name. I mean, you know, we just we didn't. And then the album was going to be like the best stuff, like which is ch the stuff that was used to be on the different albums of War that. That were uh, not the hits. When we made a deal with Blue Note, which is the jazz division, uh, we we always felt that a lot of the other stuff could be maybe fit in as jazz. So um, and all our albums went platinum. So we did a compilation album instead of the best hits, the hits of war. It was a uh, you know we, it's platinum because it became beyond gold, and it's based on all this stuff, not the hits, but the other stuff um, that normally most people wouldn't have heard unless they got the album. And the title tune, I mean that melody that we came up with, that you're talking about, we um, they decided let's call it Platinum Jazz as the as the head as a new tune on on this compilation. That's pretty much how that happened. And to me, that melody and the way we played it was just a nice, happy feeling. You know, it was like actually I wanted to call it uh, something Peace to the World or something. I don't know what some some something like that. You know, but uh, but it became the t- the platinum because a lot of a hits became platinum and so we did a compilation album and that was the title tune and is that disappointing I'm not giving you some dramatic reason behind it no no that that that
5: that that, that, was, that was beautiful you know Cause I know I, I do a blog talk show also and I play, um, I play a lot of your music on there so yeah I mean you had some great albums Deliver the Word um lowrider um galaxy was one of my favorites you know we we, we, we can go on and on so right yeah but uh you. with that yeah but with that being said keep uh keep up the good work and keep putting out the good music hopefully like i said we can get the uh, the younger generations out here to you know to get familiar with with your with your legacy and with your group and everything so i appreciate what you you've done
4: so uh, yeah welcome. My thank you
5: welcome
4: but i do want to say thank one you. thing too and mm-hmm. it's very important at this point to clarify you know we were we were a band that always jammed and, and created stuff. And, um, you know, Howard Scott, um, he would bring in, like, the the fundamental lyrics and stuff for Slipping in Darkness, Cisco Kid. Papa D. Mm-hmm. Allen would bring World as a Ghetto. Uh, Hale Brown, listened to My Heartbeat. Um, I would bring stuff like City, Country, City. Um, Low Rider was a jam. While well, Charles Miller, sax player, and me, myself, we were out trying to f- go trap hunting, fishing uh, on a pier in Long Beach, uh, like in the wee hours, because we knew they were nocturnal, so we'd pick that way to catch them. And the other guys were in the studio while we were doing that. And when we came like six in the morning back to the studio, uh, they had laid this track down, and and um, you know, and so when we heard the track uh, uh, that. The other guys that just played, Charles started to sing, Low, right, and then I did, <laughs> da, da 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 You know, it's it's not like we sit there and plan stuff. It's just what what right. comes out, we make sure that we always had devices captured, and then we had, a you know, something to work from. And Howard right. Scott and Hale Brown and B.B. B. Dickerson, an amazing singer, amazing bass player, Um you know, the chemistry was such a big deal. You know, if the, chemistry yeah. was not, if the chemistry was not that important, it was just a composition, then a lot of people who, who use it to list a low-riders in advertising, they wouldn't have, mm-hmm. they wouldn't, it's very expensive to, to pay for the sync, I mean, pay for the um uh, the master rights, too. They could be okay. that cheaper just to get sync rights from the publishing company and re-record it. But if you re-record yeah. it, it's not going to have that same sound um, yeah. because part of our composition was really the way we played together, and that was, yeah. that's was that's mimic. So it's not like Moon yeah. River or something that is so straight out. I mean, like, you know, Andy Williams did Moon River. Somebody else can do Moon River, and it can sound very much the same, and it's a song. Our songs yeah. were like a, an experience at the same time yeah. that is really yeah. hard to capture for commercial. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: And we could keep you here all night But before I let you go uh, I gotta play this for you Let's see
3: Oh yeah Yeah
9: In my life and times, I've sung a lot of songs I've made some bad rhymes wow.
3: I've
9: acted out my life in stages With 10,000 people
3: watching
9: But we're hey, alone And I'm just singing this song for you I hope to be, see? I treated you unkindly, but girl, can't you see, there's no one more important to me, so darling, can't you please sit through me, Oh we me precious secrets of the truth but only nothing you came out in front and I was hiding but now I'm so much better so if my words don't come together listen to the melody cause my soul
1: you put out.
4: That was uh it isn't... that was the most amazing version I've ever heard of that tune and Rachel.
1: Yeah oh. oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well we appreciate you Lee and, and we thank you for all the work that you've done. You are leg- legacy. You you leaving one. When you gone your great work is gonna still be here and we just appreciate and it's an honor that you uh came on the show tonight to speak with us and
4: we definitely appreciate you.
1: I feel like I've been at a concert.
4: Well, well, thank you everybody. Thank you for having me on your show and and you got some amazing fans and these people that are calling in. You got some bright yeah. people calling in. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Some some very cool stuff. Very cool questions, yeah. very cool. Yeah. 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 And well, are you are three, 323? Three. Uh-huh. Are you uh Are you out of L.A. Los Angeles?
1: Uh, no, no. This is where the station. I'm in Michigan. But everybody that you were talking to, they were all over the all over different parts. Yeah, London, uh, New York, and yeah, we had California, New York, and they were calling from everywhere.
4: So you, so you, you near Detroit, is that it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm in Michigan.
4: Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm Motown. Well, um, I'm Motown. Uh, would you, uh, are we done or do you want me to play something? Or no, say, I want you to play
1: something. We we got time. Because we, we're going to know it. I didn't know we were tiring you out, but no, please play, play for it.
4: Okay. I'll just, I don't know. I'm just going to have a little bit of a bluesy, something a little bluesy then. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Is that too loud? No,
3: no, that's yeah. good. Okay. <laughs>
4: Ray Charles, okay. <laughs> I love
2: that guy. <clears throat> All right. Say, Lee, Thank can you. you uh, can 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 you uh, can you tell us how I was torn with uh, Black Moses with Isaac Hayes?
4: <laughs> you must know about that. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Isaac Hayes, um, you know was big at that time and uh, we were actually big fans of Isaac case I remember that and we were asked to uh, be the opening act for him so we got as far as doing three I think like three concerts and then he asked us to leave Uh, the first one was oh man we played like 20 minutes and I think we were doing like get down I mean maybe the maybe I mean sometimes we would play get down the world together like for almost like twenty five, thirty minutes like uh we were just jamming stuff. So we played get down, I believe that was the tune. Or slipping the darkness, I forget which one. And we were jamming <clears throat> and when we finished the people wanted wanted more. And uh I guess that was gonna cut into Isaac Hayes' time and he wasn't happy about so he told us uh Next day, next concert we played. He said you have 15 minutes, and then stuff like that happened again. And then this, the third show, we, had, we he gave us 10 minutes to play, and uh, that was it. And people went crazy, and we, you know, and so it was one of those things that uh, it just didn't have it didn't have to fit for Isaac Hayes. You know, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to feel like we were. We weren't competing, and we weren't trying to rain on this parade. We were just young and, you know, just... <laughs> the words I feel like using would not be appropriate on radio, but, I mean, <laughs> we, were just, we were just on, you know, like... Yeah. And, um, that was not... That was robbing him wrong, yeah. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and speaking uh, speaking of being on, what about being in London... At the, uh, at, uh, Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club when the, uh, the Jimmy Melody Henrik- Maker Magazine. Uh, yeah, exactly, yes. Can you talk about well, that we, a little bit?
4: Sure. Uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, uh, unfortunately he died so young. He he was, you know, a, a phenomenal. He was a blues, I mean, he was a blues guitar player who played with a lot of duo bands and did a lot of stuff. In the United States and wasn't known, um, that's what I know about Jimmy. And then uh, he became huge with uh, bass and drums, you know, the Jimi Hendrix experience made out of the U.K. And I met Jimmy Hendrix about a year before he passed uh, because he was became good friends with Eric Burden. And Eric Burden uh, had the same manager, the Animals, had Mike Jeffries, was the same manager that managed uh, Jimmy Hendrix. So they had a lot of stuff in common, you know, about being ripped off and blah, 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 and all that. And then a the the year later, um, uh, Jimi Hendrix came, was in London when we played Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club. And Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club is like, one, is like one of those European hardcore jazz clubs that wouldn't let any rock and roll even come close. It was all like Coltrane, Zoop Zins, uh, um, Roland Kirk, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, you know, best of the best hardcore jazz guys. But we got we got uh, asked to play the Ronnie Scotts three nights in a row, Eric Burton and Warren. Because we were kind of jazz, we were like, I and mean, it was like we were like a jam band. And the Hendrix came in. Um, he was staying with his German girlfriend, um, Monique, Monica, Monique. I can't think of, but anyhow, he came, he came, and uh, unfortunately he sat in, and uh, not unfortunately sat in. It was amazing, but uh, he was supposed to come back the next day and. When we're playing in the middle of our show, we find out that uh, his girlfriend had called Terry McVeigh or Roddy, and Terry said, "Get an ambulance." And um, and you know the rest of the history. So he was taken to the hospital, um, and he had uh, he died, you know, overdose. So vomited. And... So that's it. You know, we we did a. He, the last time he played was with us, and he, wow. he there was a guy. There was a guy in front of us that was recording it on a reel to reel, and it was confiscated by our management. And so there's tapes floating around with the last time he played, which was with us at the uh, Ronnie Scott's. Um, yeah, the sad thing to me is uh, uh, not as not as sad as as he he left us. He passed away, but but even in in the music business, the competition there was. Um, uh, the record company in uh, in Europe that was signing the deal for Eric Burton and War, um, it was just bad because now they now these people are in the club there. They are like rooting for us and, and and Howard Scott played an amazing solo that night on the Mother Earth, the blues thing. And Hendrix was mm-hmm. you know a little on the tired side. He was amazing, but but people want to compare and all that stuff. It's very cutthroat, you know. You know mm-hmm. two Put somebody down who's who, like Jimi Hendrix, and so it's you know a lot of that rivalry stuff that I, I was like a fly in the wall. I, I, I watch stuff and it's it's sad. The sensationalism yeah. and all that stuff. But Jimi Hendrix was amazing. He was a, and, but he was very shy. The tragedy, I, I feel honestly, if I may say this, is that same yeah. thing. I don't know. I didn't. I never met Prince, but I will I will guess and I will bet on it. Same thing as Hendrix, as Jim Morrison, um, those people are put on a, a, on a platform that they're bigger than life. And the fans have such huge expectations, like on Jimi Hendrix, to burn, a flat, burn his guitar every night. And mm. you imagine being an artist uh, who has who have to live up to these expectations and what he feels every day, it evolves and it changes, whether it's subtle or a lot of new things. With social media today, and if you use it well, you can inform your fans in real time as, as you as the artist or the management can promote as, as whoever artists represent. So they can let, let the fans see what you do in the moment, every day. And that way they prepare to hear uh, as a fan, to hear you know, who, you're fan, who you love hearing, to do what they want to feel like doing at that moment. But in back mm-hmm. in those days, or anytime you don't have a connection with your fans on a regular basis, the expectations get bigger than life. And the artist is trapped and trapped mm-hmm. to to be too scared to go out and do what they want to do, because they know they're going to get booed and they, they, they're they going to be expected to do whatever that is. The only one okay. that, that got out of that, I mean, to me was like a Bob Dylan, you know, back in those days mm-hmm. when he was like the guy playing acoustic guitar, uh, you know, electric guitar was taboo, right? And what uh, mm-hmm. I heard is he went he went out with his band with electric guitars and the band was scared because they're going to get booed. And they got booed. But Bob Dylan said, I don't care. This is what we're doing. So he so mm-hmm. he was never afraid to stand up for what he wanted to do rather than being afraid to not living up to people's expectations. Wow. Um, you know, and I think Prince is the same thing. You know, he... I mean you you got you become very lonely because everybody knows you but uh thinks they know you and you and you really they don't know you and you as an artist you're not you you're not in tune with the fans and as you want to grow and do things you're afraid to uh, do things when there's expectations it's it's not an easy thing and people will die young then
8: wow yeah
1: Uh they don't wanna let you go, Lee. They someone say they got another question they wanna ask you. Sure. Hold on, let me Oh, let me
5: open up here.
1: Seven seven three
5: eight nine five. Hey, yeah, thank you. Th- thanks a lot, Beth. I just made it home. So hey, um Okay. Hey brother, I'm from Chicago. So okay. you know, traditionally as far as the music scene here, oh man, blues, jazz a lot of house music, uh a little hip hop whatever. But right. the main culture here is still kind of kind of strong is the stuff is the stuff is club music. And so yeah, one of the biggest
8: house. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, man. You took you you don't know, you just you basically knew what my question was going to be.
4: <laughs> um, so <laughs>
5: what what is the concept You are, you already knew. So I just going to ask you, what was the concept of bringing, uh, of putting on house together? Because that's one of the most hottest, probably the number one hottest, um, separate records here.
4: So, yeah. You you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. First of all, I learned that not too long ago, uh, that there's a whole crowd of people, man. that's just doing this dance to that. I was floored, man. It was amazing. And, um, the tune itself was when I my first divorce, um, did, like the story says, you remind me of a haunted house I once was in. So.
5: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Got to know. Uh, if you listen to the music,
4: Listen to the lyrics. I was like, oh, he,
5: he's got to be talking about a woman or a relationship, you know? Yeah, that, you, was, that, that, was, you know yeah. that was that. was it, Yeah. That was.
4: <laughs> and the Chambers Brothers, if you know who they were, I. I uh, I became friends with some of the guys like Joe Chamber and and uh so says hey man, you gotta come in the studio and, and, and sing these lyrics to this group, you know. So and they did. Um yeah. It's uh you know, it it's you remind you know, you you remind me of a haunted house I once was in. That's it, that's the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: wow, that that's deep.
4: All right, man. I'm gonna
5: let I'm gonna let you okay. go uh, Hey, Beth, thanks again. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, great guest tonight. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you, Beth. thank Beth. you, Beth. thank you. Uh, Derek. Okay, let me see. Um, Kwame, did you have your hand raised again?
3: No,
7: I was gonna. I wanted oh, okay. to add to something, but go I ahead. thank go you ahead. for opening up because in in that song you played, uh, Rachel. And oh yeah. The Donny Hathaway and Nancy Wilson. I mean you you play Ray Charles did an excellent job on it, but Donnie Hathaway I think he I think he wrote it. Yeah. And and, and that, that that song, you know, it it's 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 classical. And there's only actually actually I think
4: didn't... uh I don't I don't know if Donnie Hathaway wrote it and it was it was um Oh, my God. What's his name now? The same guy who did um, um, Masquerade. What's the name of that guy?
2: George Benson. The Masquerade.
4: No, no. George Benson. No. Not George Benson. They did the tune, but the guy is uh, from the South. What the hell is his name? Anyhow, yeah, yeah. I mean, Johnny. I mean, Hathaway was, man, that first album he did that I knew of was unbelievable. That's
3: unbelievable. But,
4: yeah. Right, and they're, they're they're classics, and and the brother
7: from Chicago, you know, and that stepping music because that, that those were classics, and you know those were battle records. You know, to see who was the best stepper they could play, and
3: <laughs> <Right>. City
7: Country <laughs> City was, was was used to be one, also. You know, really, really, yeah. That that they, they used to step to that, and they used to do battling and see who could get, and you know keep up the steps with the music and and you seen some classical. You thought Fred Astaire was a dancer? Nah, you should see them folks in shy. Wow,
5: <laughs> wow.
4: I, I, I've seen videos. I've seen videos and seen them dance to Hundred uh I was surprised, but I've. Someday maybe I'll go to uh, end up in one of those parties. I I'm not gonna dance, I'm gonna watch but I ain't dancing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you, Kwame. Thanks, bro.
2: Hey hey Lee.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Hey Lee speaking of speak, speaking of showing up at a party, uh uh-huh. can you take us back to Oakland one time you went to a party and somebody invited you to a party at Oakland, can you tell us about
4: that? Uh you're talking about uh, the the Black Panthers thing. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah, I was um I was hanging out uh, at a print mint this, this poster store called a print mint on 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 on, on Haight Street and I just uh went through where I had been arrested for public nuisance and loitering when I just got into town and uh and uh you know, it was just a bad bad first experience in the Ashbury. Um, and then some guys came up to me and said, Hey, man, you want to go to a party? And I, hey, I, I had nothing going on and I had nothing to lose, so only the gains. I said, Sure. And they gave me the address. And uh, I hitchhiked uh, all the way and I got up there. It was in, in the Oakland Hills and they had a party for Huey Newton. And uh, I was having a good time. Matter of fact, I, I learned later that I look really silly when I dance. You know, like <laughs> I was just having a good time. And, uh, and um, yeah, so I didn't know nothing about uh, Huey Newton, Black Panthers. I was just, like I said, having a great time. And then I went to, um, I, uh, later on, I, uh, I was on the streets, you know, find places to crash or whatever. And then um, this family took me in, um, and I stayed there. And then my favorite thing was peanut butter sandwiches and chocolate milk. That was my discovery in America. So I had chocolate milk and peanut butter sandwiches while everybody's eating steaks. I didn't want no steak. I wanted my peanut butter sandwiches. And I'm watching TV and the news, and I recognize Black Panthers and that. And and I learned right then and there. I said, "Holy bleep bleep!" I'm not even sure the word. Had I had I seen this propaganda on TV first, and then find out I'm in a party that is celebrating this with the Black Panthers, I would have freaked out probably. Because of the propaganda, and then they would Mm have— who knows what would have been done to me. The fact that I was, you know, didn't look like harming anybody, having a great time, didn't pay attention to all that propaganda. Uh, That was—that when I realized, thank God for naiveness, uh, Because, because what the propaganda uh, uh, persona uh, of this whole thing can be very scary if you come across. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just the propaganda, no matter. What I learned is uh you know people are people today are very very neurotic because mm-hmm. there's so much news without ever having a bad experience yourself that you you've already taken in an image of something being scary uh or to do or whatever without even just personally directly having a bad experience to me that's, that's neurotic true. yeah neurotic, and so with the propaganda with the Black Panthers and what really went on probably I would say is a difference because that was no harm to me. I was having a good time. I just mm-hmm. came from Denmark, the white guy Not from Denmark, all. and nobody nobody messed with me. And uh, mm-hmm. But what they showed on TV, man, that was like, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah that was propaganda.
4: Yeah, it's always propaganda.
2: Plus,
3: mm-hmm.
2: plus, Lee, you had that big old afro too, man. You know, your afro was tight, man, <laughs> so, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure you got a lot of respect for that afro, man.
4: Well, it was just when my hair's curly and it, my barber was the barber was my enemy, so <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just kept growing. <laughs> right
2: on, man. Thank you for your transparency, you know, and being here with us. We we're really taking it in. I I, I believe everybody's uh, really enjoying this moment. You know, it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, I, I, we are, yeah.
4: Really appreciate. Well, it. thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
7: And you.
4: I was uh, can I ask there. you something when I was playing harmonica Monica mm-hmm. through this little speaker on the phone and mm-hmm. lasting mm-hmm. uh just curious, mm-hmm. was it uh was it overloading or was it uh, uh No uh, What? No?
1: No, it, it sounded good. It sounded good. Okay, and you just say in the future. Yeah, and you know, what? you can always go back and listen to the show. The show will be in the oh, okay. so you can hear how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on? Yeah, about five minutes after we off, it'll load up.
0: Okay.
4: And do you uh, uh, anything else you want to talk about, or would you like me to set up a track uh, and I, play to a track? I I want I want
1: to hear you live. I like I like hearing it
4: live. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna play with the back track. I'll play one tune. Okay. 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 So uh, it's you, gonna you be uh, to... Okay. Oh, yeah. This is uh, it's actually Hale Brown and myself. Uh, we wrote this tune that's not released yet. It's uh, you know, just it's not instrumental. Mm-hmm. Oops, stop it falling down here. Anyway. Okay, and it's um, it's called Car Caribbean Love Song. Okay. So I'm gonna set that up. Got a moment? Okay. Just a moment.
7: You are listening so, to
1: Lee Oscar of the Rider Band.
7: Legendary I
4: think my, here we go. Oscar. There we go, Sunshine. This is called Caribbean Love Songs. No, it's not playing yet. What's going on here? You know what? My thing is messed up. Mm-hmm. Why would it be messed up?
3: Oh man. Okay.
4: Let's see if that works now. If my CD player is acting up, I don't know. I wanted to do this one too with the backtrack, man. I think my CT. That sounded good.
3: That sounded good.
4: Why is it not working? It's really a special melody. I that little bit right there sounds really good. This
1: is uh from a new (laughs) song.
4: Maybe it's going to work this time. Let's see here. Come on, baby. Okay, I think it's going to work this time. Here we go. Thanks.
3: All right.
1: Yes, yes. Where can we order that? Is that your new?
4: That's that's new. It's going to be out uh, a later this year. It's uh, it, it, the album is going to be called Leos and Friends, and this okay. particular tune, particular tune is called Caribbean Love Song. Wow! Ooh,
1: we get to hear it. I feel so honored. We get to hear it before it come out. Oh my God! That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> Lee, I, I love. I love the tune about that's the right. children, the children of the world. That's that's a tight one too.
4: Oh, you like that one? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Children of the world. They're actually teaching that in through playing for change in Argentina to the kids. Yeah.
8: Yes, that's powerful.
4: Now, uh,
1: Lee, uh, Lee, I'm gonna open up this one more line because they will keep you here all night. But I'm gonna do this last call. Uh, okay. One one one. Uh, one one one. Oh yeah, I didn't mean to press that. Go ahead, and put me back in the queue. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. She didn't mean to. Oh, come on. All right. So that is that's lovely. I love that. Uh beautiful. I'm gonna order that. and if people wanna to donate to your to your um charity, they can go to Oscar dot com and all of that is on your page,
4: correct? Yeah, you know, the charities uh uh we do stuff for other uh ch- uh for example, uh Playing for Change we do stuff uh to help and promote and raise monies for the schools and all the stuff. Um, okay. For that reason, there's a guy named Grandpa Elliott, who's who's a big icon for playing for change. And we have a leos Oscar harmonica that we doing a limited edition. It's a uh, candy red, apple, apple candy red color, beautiful ten-hole harmonica mm-hmm. that uh, we sell through playing for change. And all the proceeds, um, all the money that um, it... Um, it brings in, uh, a minus mm-hmm. the cost. My cost, which is mm-hmm. very minimum, is uh, it goes to Grandpa Elliot since he's, uh, you know, these days he's getting okay. older and not doing as well. So it's a way mm-hmm. to help, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful moment. So
1: so we could get that on your page, or we have to go to Playing for Change. You can go
4: to com and then you might okay. see, you should see something with the Grandpa Elliott harmonica. Uh, there's but some of those things when you see it will take you to where the, where the money will be going for, like Playing for Change and that. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. You got to
1: play us one more tune before we leave?
4: Hey, you wanna hear like it's just a straight on blues? Yeah, actually, actually, this one's called Song for Ray because I dedicated this to Ray. Let me just find that. Here we go. Yeah, there we go.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm trying to not. I'm trying
3: to not sound like an over
1: excited man. I'm trying to hold my composure. That was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Ooh, okay. Wow. Please, Lee. Oscar, amazing. Amazing.
3: Amazing. I and way.
1: I can't say. Oh, I can't say enough to thank you. It was a pleasure. To, have, to have, be in your presence, you are definitely a legend, and keep up the good work. Your music is sounding just as good today as it did back in the 70s. Right on.
3: We
4: appreciate right on. it. Yes,
1: yes. Thanks, Eliana.
4: Well, thank, thank you. Yeah, and uh, and Eric as well. Man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Keep up the oh, good and work. The thank, and, thank stay, stay, and all the people out there stay safe and healthy and and just do yeah. the right stuff, do the right thing, and we keep moving forward, all right? Yes, and
1: keep all listening right to the music. Thank you, Lee Oscar. Really, really appreciate you.
4: You got it. Y'all have a good night. Okay.
1: Thank You, you too. Thank You me. also.
2: Thank you, sir. Thank okay. you so much.
4: Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you, Eric. Uh, thank you for putting this together. I appreciate you also. And this tune oh, and, on, and family, y'all was on it you you always are you're the best, you're the best and this tune this tune here is for West thanks everyone Thank you ha. <laughs>
5: three great reasons to get the new Samsung
2: Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.